You had already got to have your like Saturday morning waffles. I'm like, I'm a little jealous. I didn't get waffles. I just ate a sad little breakfast, Andrew. Oh. <laughs> okay. What is that? What is that exactly? Please tell me what that is. I, I, I sighed dramatically, sadly for you, but I don't actually know what that is. Are we calling sandwiches Andrews now? I, mean, I am. You it's ate like a sandwich a for breakfast? What was on your sandwich? A breakfast sandwich. No, it's a breakfast sandwich. It's an egg oh. and a, egg it was and a Oh, it was an actual ham. breakfast. I thought you meant like a like a roast beef sandwich. You're like, oh, <laughs> just a regular turkey a sandwich. sandwich. A breakfast club sandwich. sandwich. Just a sand. Just no, a little sandwich. It's it's Taiwanese tradition to eat really intense like New York deli sandwiches for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, this is the Taiwanese <laughs> breakfast turkey club. It's just a, like a it's like a French dip. It's from colonialism. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> that's what they that, say. It's like, why does it actually make Oh, sense. you know, colonialism. Yeah. <laughs> colonialism. That explains everything. <laughs> it's that colony baloney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was actually just a hair. That is how baloney got places. That's really, <laughs> that was really Bolonialism. <laughs> Bolonialism. <laughs> 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 that's so. <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> how do you come up with this? Used to be four ordinary Welcome to this extremely exciting episode of Saturday Morning Tuesdays. I'm Andy. I'm Austin. And I'm Rory. And not only are we introducing two new shows today and focusing two on sweet them. sweet new cute shows. Yeah, they're so cute. We also have another cute new thing. Thing. Cute new person. Ooh. Hanging out. <laughs> you're, you're, a sweet, you're a cute sweet thing. It's Andy Jansen. Start thing off on a sassy mode. Our lovely friend Andy Jansen is here. Uh, hi, everybody. Oh, hello. <laughs> no, An- no, you've already met Annie. Come on, Rory. Yeah, we've met a once yeah, or twice. I think- yeah. <laughs> I know you guys from college. Yeah. That's uh, some- you'll yeah. you'll find if you dig deep enough that all of our guests are probably just college friends. Which is great because but- our college <laughs> friends are awesome. Yeah, yeah, our college friends truly are awesome. Anybody, yeah. what's what's your deal? What's your story? Tell us. What's a, your a deal? Little... What's hey, your can deal? I just ask you a real quick question? What's, yeah. your, what's deal? your deal? <laughs> what's your deal? Are you like gonna be here listen. for an hour or what? Listen, listen, listen. My deal is yeah. I am a high school social studies teacher, mm, which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. really fun. It's rad. It's rad. Um, I teach in Tacoma. Which is really cool because Tacoma's awesome. I think and pretty universally known as the coolest town. Yeah, it's pretty. It's good. It's like it's good, and it's up and coming. So I recommend it. Um, I also come on down. The water's great. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> except not in the commencement bay. It's pretty polluted. Oh no! Please don't come down in the water. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, yeah, the water's good. Water's good. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I've been just busy with. Uh, my wife just had a baby, so hell yeah, he's super Ooh. cute. So I spend a lot of time with him, and I also host a podcast uh, in Tacoma. Oh, really? I do. <laughs> oh man, it's so fun. Um, where I'm on a channel two five three, which is a podcast network down there, and 
I host co-host a show called Interchangeable White Ladies. Yes, I, awesome. <laughs> I recommend it. It's fun. Um, and yeah, you can find us on the um, social media platforms if you're interested. But it's uh, cool. it's it's a pretty good show. I ho- co-host with another teacher, and we talk about important stuff. So. Yeah, That's I really do. Awesome. I do definitely ch- uh, recommend you checking this podcast out, y'all, because it's really good and Thanks, uh, it's really cool. And you should support Annie and all of her great stuff that she does. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're yeah. listening to this, you should continue listening to this because I <laughs> also love your podcast a lot. <laughs> it's really. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't give our podcast short shrift. We talk a lot, a lot of really important things here. Yeah, like. We're sitting in a cute little, uh, cute little circle and just patting everybody's patting each other in the back right now. <laughs> and 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 actually, sweet back pats. This feels so good, though. <laughs> I, I, actually, feel uh, good. I have a real question, though. I suppose. Yeah. You're you're a, you're a teacher. What if what if like we put this episode out and your name's on it? One of your students Google's you. Oh and yeah. You and make we're so nasty, a, and we're three swear. nasty boys. <laughs> <laughs> what happens? What happens uh, well, then? I feel like I feel like nothing really bad can happen. Um, <laughs> I hope not anyway. Um, you haven't listened to our entire backlog. No, I have not. Um, but no. I do. You, don't, do. you don't know our extremely right wing views on some things, the, yeah. the hard lines that we take. Oh, crap. Yeah, principles suck. I should have <laughs> uh, done my homework on this one. Um, Ooh. JK. Homework, get it? Teacher? I'm a teacher. Ooh, anyway, yeah. it was good. It was a couple that's, layers that's a, to that one. Um, yeah, joke. I think it'll be. I think it'll be okay. I think my student, my students, are there are a few students who listen to the Interchangeable White Ladies podcast and they really oh, like oh, that's it. That's awesome. So, <laughs> that's so um, cool. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be also okay. if you're a fan listening to us now from the Interchangeable White Ladies podcast, uh, please keep listening to our show because we're really yeah, great. You totally and you should. should definitely follow us, and we're fantastic. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're, we're, we we have our two new shows today. We've so kicked excited. Sailor Moon to the curb for just a week. Uh, we'll get back to her soon. We tend to go a little long when we bring in a new show. There's a lot to you know introduce. So yeah, yeah, yeah especially on an episode one, where there's going to be a lot of info dump and stuff. We just like to we like to give ourselves the opportunity to kind of expound about about the show in general, and then you know get really into the the, the iterative stuff week to week. But uh, so so Sailor Moon will be coming back. But we've got Cyber Six episode one. And we've got the Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa episode one. And we decided to bring Annie on because so new shows, new guests, and why the hell not? We thought she would super and get a get a real I thought it'd get a real rise out of her. So uh. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, let's let's dive into Cyber Six. Okay. Let's All right, guys, we're jumping into the very first episode of Cyber Six, which we're super stoked to jam about. Uh, real. Ooh. Diddly, diddly, <laughs> okay, I thought you were making a cat sound. I liked it. Do you guys not put cat jam on your PB and J's? No. Mm. No. You made a ground up cats. Ew. Made out of cats. <laughs> that's, a, that's really bad. Hi, right, Annie's uh, high school students. Uh, this the, we eat cats here. <laughs> my, my students already make fun of me for being vegan, so anything with like cat meat, they're just gonna love it. They're gonna they're gonna want to talk to me all about it. So awesome. 
Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, Rory. All right. So uh, jumping into the to the synopsis of this thing, we got something that goes a little bit like this. After befriending a new teacher, Adrian Seidelman, another high school teacher, Lucas Amato, not knowing that Adrian is the real Cyber Six, encounters Jose and Von Richter's minions by night. Cyber Six rescues two men and prevents Jose from counterfeiting money. Yeah, stop it, Jose. <laughs> this is a summary is a little bit uh, alphabet soup, but we'll jump into it and explain all this, all these cool new words, and uh, and our my new best friend Jose. Uh, does yeah, that synopsis does a terrible job of explaining that show. We should yeah, first really off, do it basically all over again. Uh, <laughs> I want to b- before we get before we get a ton of like details or anything else. I'm I'm just curious, Annie, as our guest, yeah. what's your hot take? How'd you feel on this show? <laughs> Watching this episode. <laughs> well, at first I thought goth Carmen San Diego. Absolutely. Yeah, she's got a Carmen San Diego vibe for sure. Yeah. And then Yeah, pleather darkwing duck. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then I connected with the teacher characters as a high school teacher <laughs> and so that right off the bat i was like i'm hooked i'm i'm in this for, at least for 23 minutes at right. least which is all um, that we really required of you yeah and actually <laughs> right my my kind of main hot take which i didn't realize was that important to me until i was until later is that the that cyber six is like kind of a sexy like gender fluid hero person vigilante and i thought that was absolutely cool because sometimes which we will you know talk about when we talk about moo mesa but (laughs) um you mean the extremely heteronormative show that we paired with this (laughs) yeah it's a strong sexual dimorphism with character design yeah, and like some like latent homosexuality in Mumesa, and then in this you're kind of you're kind of like, oh, this is like a like a gender fluid vigilante, who this yeah. like yeah. pretty broy, uh, like supporting character. The other teacher, yeah, there's a big hulking monster who is who is super into her. <laughs> yeah, slash him. He, he's attracted to both uh, both the both both aspects. Yeah, yeah. the feminine and the yeah. masculine, and it's kind he of like he pulls kind of a what's his name from Mulan. Uh, I'll make oh, a yeah. man out of you, the Donny Osmond character. Yeah. By making a man out of you, he meant put a man into you. I <laughs> said, <Jesus laughs> <Christ laughs> uh, so I like the way you said that too. It sounded like a sounded like a, a real Southern. You're like, yeah, isn't that like that character from Mulan? <laughs> Mulan. <laughs> Donny Osmond you know, character Mulan. from Mulan. Mulan. Uh, okay, so to be clear, I guess the what, yeah. what's the premise of this show? It's there's a there, she's a cyborg. Yeah. We we sort of yeah, vaguely she's a learn cyborg. We're still figuring out maybe the yeah. show cyborg. because we learn we learn a limited amount of information, right? Absolutely. Like we still know that the protagonist knows a lot more than we do for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, and that's why even in this in the synopsis, you can tell it's kind of written from the point of view of this of this uh, sidekick man. Yeah, as yeah. He's, he's sort of our plant for this episode. He's. He's a biology this night, teacher. This, yeah, this this other world as well, for yeah. the first time. Yeah, he's a biology teacher, but he's drawn like some sort of cartoon butcher. Like he's yeah. <laughs> he's very <laughs> muscly <laughs> with hands as big as his head, but he's very sensitive and loves soccer. He's he's got dimensions. Yeah, his hands are as big as the hams he cuts. He's built. He's built like Gaston. <laughs> yeah, but he's not like he's not a. I don't know. He's got a soft side. So yeah. 
Yeah, he's yeah. a big old yeah. softy. And yeah. there's so there's Cyber Six, and she's like we said, she's sort of like a goth Carmen San Diego, but she's, she's a like hero. super she... human though because of the because yeah, of she's sick jumps because of the radioactive juice. <laughs> she's got she hops. Drinks. She's the real Michael Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> she can jump really fucking high. Accurate, yes, yeah, hundred percent. But I, I mean, I still at this point, okay, I mean. I, I did look up some stuff, so I know more than sure. the normal viewer would after an episode, right? But like at this time, at this time, we don't really know how much of her is real or how much of her is robot. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty early on, we see her arms start to kind of short circuit a little bit as she's running out of that that mm-hmm. sweet that sweet green juice that the zombies drop. It's totally <laughs> yeah. not like us a TMNT mutagen. Uh, so, starting from the beginning of this of this show, though, like the mm-hmm. whole vibe and all of it. Um, I really got a huge vibe of like Batman the Animated Series mm-hmm. with a bit of like Lupin the Third. I was gonna say that too, like but this... I think mostly just because of the cutesy car. Yeah, the, those like Euro cars. <laughs> There's definitely is a Euro in, vibe. Is it in here. Paris? Is that the setting? It's Brazilian, and I think it's, it's supposed to be in a sort of. It takes place in a sort of semi New York, semi Rio, uh, oh. de Janeiro type, yeah, type city. It's, it's supposed I, wow. to take place in Argentina. Oh, I did not. Oh, did I say it's a Brazilian? I did not get that, but that's okay. Right, but it it definitely has. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a a comic book that this was based on uh, by two Argentinian authors, and then the the cartoon was produced by a company out of Vancouver, BC, and animated by a company in Japan. So see, that's why it's vague. That's why at the beginning, all the credits are like vaguely like French because they're Portuguese. And then everybody's names yeah. are Japanese in the credits. And you're like, Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> it's like an interesting yeah. mashup. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Very. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I think they were, they'd planned on doing two seasons, but I think that the, the company in Canada and the company in Japan didn't like super mm. mesh very well. And they didn't agree. And they just kind of it's stopped. Too bad. The animation is really good. That's really it's good. Superb. Yeah. Very good. Uh, let's, yeah. I know Austin tried to get us on a track. I mean, we're sort of scattershotting because <laughs> we Austin. love this. We love this. <laughs> no, Austin it's... wanted to get us on a track. Let's let's t- let's actually start at the beginning, like you suggested, and let's talk about this intro and the theme song. Yeah. Uh, so the theme song, where we get with the theme song immediately. First of all, this is about as 1999 as a show <laughs> can get, as far as just <laughs> where they place it, like the the leather, the like Matrix leather the uh like the godzilla 1998 font uh that takes us in that like black and green yeah. glow and everything is it's just it's so 1998 like it's leaving the 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 bright colors of the 90s but but it's still you know it's still in that that perfect 1999 phase i don't know how else to describe it but it's yeah. there's it's, the theme song is it makes it so clear like this is this is a show with a significantly higher visual intelligence than we're kind of used to seeing. Uh-huh. Um, the just the way that um, that motion is tracked and and meshed together, uh, you can really see that everything is is bleeding into the next frame or the mm-hmm. next cut. Um, yeah, and just in like I said, in a way that uh, that is just significantly more. Because motion, when it comes to cartoons, it, it is sort of a new space. Like you know, they're they're coming out of the comic space that you know couldn't couldn't ever show that. And uh, like movies, uh, the '80s didn't really see the significance. I think of 
of having that kind of visual, that sort of visual dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. we started getting, uh, like you said, I mean, being more cinematic about it, just even in the, the, the most, you know, cutesy or whatever of shows, in the 90s, we really started thinking about, like you said, the visual intelligence, the sort of composition of things, rather than just making sure the two characters who were speaking were in the shot and you saw the punches, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But the, so, the song is interesting to me. Uh, it doesn't... You, it, if the show reminds us of Carmen Sandiego and Batman the Animated Series, the song takes us in a totally different direction and sort of prepares you for thinking maybe this is different. Accurate. Yeah, uh, it's melancholy. It's, yeah, you know, it's very moody. A, right, super yeah, moody. it's moody. It's sung by a jazz vocalist named Coral Egan. Uh, and you can, I mean, it, you can tell. I mean, she she has a voice for jazz. She doesn't have like a hard-hitting... Saturday morning cartoon, pow, pow, pow kind of voice. She's got, like, everything yeah, is really is legato. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no <laughs> ooh-woo-woos in here. <laughs> like, no the woo-woos. lyrics the lyrics have, like, it's like, you know, I'm the one they would break in their greed and their pride, but deep in my heart I feel love so alive. Like, it's really, like, oddly poetic. Yeah, and, it's not. It's uh, not like a. It's not like a remix of Footloose, which is kind of the like beat under a lot of cartoon music from the '90s. I think right. too. You in the very first scene, you get you get a hint that this is going to be something different than the normal cartoons, where our opening scene is is a pretty standard guy getting attacked by these you know thugs. These Frank these Frankenstein. Kind of, these yeah, sort of Frankenstein ghouls. Giant Frankenstein's. But here's where it's different. Here's where I think. Uh, so. Uh, Cyber Six hears this, uh, some, you know, some guys, you know, scream and, and comes running. And where if this were Batman or Superman, they'd arrive just in time to save the day. She's late and they're mm-hmm. just gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I, I, I don't even think that registered with me, but you're very, very true about that. You're very true. I don't know where my brain is. <laughs> it's all right. Rory, I can't talk today either. Rory, you're very true. You're the truest <laughs> friend I have. Uh, but that is that is interesting. She spends a good chunk of this first episode not succeeding. Right. She chases them down, but then decides that that's not a winning fight right now and doesn't engage with them. Yeah. They end up uh, in this first whole sequence. They kidnap two dudes that we later find out are, uh, what is it? An engraver and something else that they're going to use. He works at the bank. Yeah. It's like a a printing press and uh, and an engraving machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they're going to use it to counterfeit money. These bad guys that we haven't really met yet. But I thought for all the world, like they were just murdered. Like Same, these guys, yeah. Were, like totally. holy crap! Like there's that. It's a classic little moment where that guy with the briefcase comes out and he sits in the front seat of his car, and then there's this looming mm-hmm. giant thing in the back seat, and he just like he grabs him around the neck, and like it looked like he was just fucking dead. It's like bloodlust. Like I, <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, that guy's dead. Super dead. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was, I was actually really surprised by... when they showed him alive. I was like, I did not yeah. expect that at all. No. Yeah. No, I was just really impressed by how little we're told through the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. That slow doling out of information shows a lot of trust in the audience, mm-hmm. which you don't get a lot. You expect them to have really bald dialogue lines of like, oh, boy, where do we put this bank person <laughs> for our evil plan? Right over here. <laughs> fellow frankenstein man let's verbalize all of our thoughts exactly cyber six you mean that hero who's been saving people at night (laughs) like (laughs) none of it actually i think in the first like five minutes of this whole episode we don't 
hardly have any dialogue at all. Right. Like even when there's people around, there's not a lot of dialogue. Like, they're just like expecting you to sort of watch what's happening. Yeah. Uh, so the next day after this happens, we get the other aspect of Cyber Six, which I don't think we've like uh, specifically stated, which is that as her or whatever pronouns we feel like using, I suppose here because it's confusing because uh, she's like robot, but she's doing like a female thing at night and she's doing a male thing at school. She is posing as this teacher named Adrian Seidelman. Uh, well, interestingly, literature. The, the, sh- the show makes a pretty, a pretty smart decision here and it doesn't take a hard stance on which persona or personality is sort of, is the first one. Nope. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And it's really progressive, like, <laughs> about gender. <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you don't see that a lot. Just like, hey, it doesn't actually matter. This person's just, like, kind of a badass, you know, hero. And then also a really boring high school teacher. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's an interesting thing that happened. And Annie, I want to get your Cyber opinion here. Like the patron mm-hmm. saint of, of literature teachers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some sort of Adonis that commands <laughs> the, the the heartstrings of the class. Yeah, especially um, teenage girls. Right. Yeah. That's a weird but scene. so there's yeah, a moment that scene before that in a fast, scene yeah. that they've ripped out of ripped straight out of Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Adrian there's a moment gets though. A love note. There's a moment that's before that mm-hmm. when Adrian before Adrian is teaching is when the principal leads <laughs> leads Adrian into the class and is like, "All right, here's the school. Here's your class." Yeah. Uh, do you think, can you imagine any, any possible school that would have a teacher see their classroom on the first day and then teach <laughs> literally no. minutes later? Yeah. No. Like 10 minutes later, be reading a passage from Romeo and Juliet aloud to the no, class. Not a thing. I <laughs> yeah. had, um, I, I thought that was, that was a little perplexing. Also when they were touring, like he was taking him down the hallway and there's like the locker bank that, that shit looked like a prison. Like that was like, de- everything's gray. Like, it was not a cheerful environment, (laughs) the school, Um, which whatever. I mean, you know, it's an institution, but it was just particularly abysmal. And then (laughs) then he just was. Yeah, he was just teaching. Like, also, you don't command the respect of teenagers like that. Like he just reading and everyone, you know, all the, the female students are like fawning over him. Everyone's paying attention. That doesn't that doesn't happen like that. Like teenagers yeah, are the, the trope of, of the the teacher walking down along the desk aisles and reading from a book out loud. Like that happens so yeah. much in in TV and movies. It's like that never happened. Yeah, to me. no, like, dude. It, like it, hell no. I, do you know what I have at the well, front? I have the front of my room. I have a stool. Yeah, I think I I think for you a know, reason. It's a it's a pretty <laughs> it's a pretty normal thing when you think about it. That yeah. That schools are portrayed about twenty years in the past, yeah. or, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> sure. whoever wrote it hasn't been in school in that long. Yeah, okay, That's so yeah. true. Well, and then also that makes like sense. I, you know, I'm not trying to say like I don't meet my step goal every day because teachers, I, I walk a lot. I walk, I do like <laughs> laps around my classroom, you know, to check in with kids, but. Yeah, there's no like reading um, dramatic literature while you like wander around <laughs> and like gently touch kids' shoulders and like impart knowledge like by osmosis or something. It doesn't work like oh, that. God. Remember back yeah. in the good old days when you could just give the kids gentle touches and osmosis <laughs> learning. 
yeah. Back in the good <laughs> old days when if they weren't Shakespeare. if they weren't learning, yeah. you just wrap their knuckles with a cane. Yep. Uh, you know the other thing. I, that. I mean, if they were being really realistic on this first day of school, they, he'd he'd still be reading the the syllabus. Oh yeah, like, they'd still they'd still be playing name <laughs> games. Like yeah, what is this? Right. What is this? He doesn't know their like, names. I thought there He's... might be a time jump, but I don't think there is. No. I don't think so. No, I don't not think at so. all. Logistically, no. Yeah, because then yeah, we get Lucas. Right. We get our yeah. Yeah, we get our Lucas, our 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 thoroughbred man. Yeah. Our, our, uh, exactly. Oh, what's the, what's the name? What are the the he's a Clivesdale of a man. <laughs> when Adrian walks by the classroom with the principal, Lucas looks out through the window like, who's that sexy guy? Like he has kind yeah. of like yeah. a thing for him at when he presents as male as a teacher and then also like thinks that she as cyber six is a total babe. Like Lucas, yeah, yeah it's obvious he from the beginning. He's like, I got the hots for this human person. Absolutely. Right. Uh, also, you know who can... else has a hots? <laughs> Who? Is that is, is that, that teen is that girl? babe? Is the girl? Yeah, yeah is, is the redhead? Yeah, is that okay? So I was confused because then when Ad- later when Adrian is like left school, like after school, he gets confronted in the alley by these like rogue teenagers. Where th- yeah. I had a hard time understanding their dialogue, but yeah. I kind of got the impression they were defending the honor of their teenage friend who was like, "Look, you broke a girl's he- heart." It's Argentinian roots kind of show a little bit more here, where this there's some sort of like gang of street toughs. Yeah, yeah. and Lori is speaking in leader. riddles. Speaking in riddles, <laughs> one of those riddle gangs. <laughs> those riddle gangs of Rio. The riddle the gang of Rio. Boys. Riddle gangs. At the end of the day, I walk on three legs. Who am I? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Too late. I stabbed you. Uh, yeah. No, Lori. I think I. Maybe this is just random knowledge that I picked up while I was researching, but Lori's the gang's leader. She's, I think, she okay. is their. Uh, so they That's they all got progressive. Yeah, they all got uh, really butthurt when uh, Adrian <laughs> when their gang when their gang boss got spurned. Yeah, Adrian mm. got this love note and was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, and slammed it back on the desk in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And so they're they're defending her honor, like you said exactly. But you are also correct in that when they confront Adrian in the alley. Their dialogue is a hundred percent gibberish and incomprehensible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're just saying shit like "yeah," but but this day bango bango bongo. <laughs> like it's like it's, it's like yeah. It reminded I me thought of like they were saying words, but they're I don't know that they are. Sort of Cockney, and then whatever the like <laughs> whatever the dialect is. You right? Remember from Watchmen? The like, do you guys ever oh, read when the, the kids? Yeah, and they have like all the the language. Like it's like the the. S- slang that makes no fucking sense yes yes yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. that's how i feel sometimes <laughs> at work yeah sometimes is this a youtuber <laughs> the kids are talking and i don't understand is this something from Fortnite? yeah <laughs> seriously though i feel so uh, left out so lucas shows up and he saves him from the street toughs and mm-hmm. immediately is like <laughs> let's be friends let's go to coffee because he definitely has a thing for this for this man yeah uh which is pretty great and they go and they get like uh a <laughs> wait, little acquainted. wait sorry there's something can i ask you about something absolutely i'm trying to decide if something was racist great before we go okay. on <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just really i like oh i'm sorry i interrupted that was so rude but listen no no he when they when he rescued him from those kids those kids who were unintelligible he, yeah uh-huh. He said he joked with him. Lucas joked with Adrian and said, "You're not the new karate teacher." 
And I couldn't decide if it was like, oh, you couldn't fight those kids or it was yes. like you, you can't do karate karate <laughs> or was it you are ambiguously ethnic why can't you do karate so i was trying to decide like which was it and i couldn't decide that if it was racist could be or interpreted not. that way i, I mean say it's the why couldn't you fight back against some kids yeah like, and oh, that's, i guess you're clearly not the karate teacher what do you teach like right i think that I, was I the teach angle. high school karate i teach t- 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 <laughs> i teach high school one, karate it's only for seniors yeah exactly uh, in varsity karate <laughs> <laughs> karate oh man i couldn't so uh, thank you for clarifying so it probably probably wasn't racist maybe i don't think so okay although this show has been so many is through like so many cultural layers of like different hands yeah. touching it and yeah, i was about to trans- say the same translation thing, yeah. and everything like you know it's hard to say like what the words were originally and what mm-hmm. all the intent was originally by the time we're watching it true yeah. I'm, okay, uh, interjection over. I'd like to hear more about it. <laughs> uh, the only thing I was going to say is that they they go and they, they have coffee. Lucas is a real man's man who is obsessed uh, with soccer. Yeah, and he can't seem to pay attention to the conversation long enough to like not just stand up and cheer yeah. about the soccer game. He's a total but, soccer boner. Which Yeah, which is funny because we've seen this. We've seen him, you know, uh, his, head, his head turns 360 degrees like an owl every time Adrian walks by. <laughs> <laughs> but now all of a sudden he can't pay attention. He's playing hot and cold. Weird, yeah. he's, got, he's got the long game in mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he knows uh, Adrian sees on, in the newspaper. This is the, like the point of the scene, right? Adrian sees mm-hmm. in the newspaper the pictures of the two guys who she saw kidnapped last night and mm-hmm. sees the like the connection. It says, you know, they were an engraver and a printer and then is like, oh, I got to go mm-hmm. and runs off and becomes cyber six. And then Lucas is walking home and sort of invariably walks right into the fight that is broken out between cyber six and the goons. And uh, sort of that's how he gets wrapped up into the whole plot because he, mm-hmm. he, he sees her that night and <laughs> instead of being a normal high school biology teacher and going, <laughs> I better get home. He runs towards <laughs> the danger because he's secretly a, a butcher He's got to know the secret of the ooze, my friend. <laughs> he's got to pick up that vial. Got to get some get some yeah, ooze for he's himself. He's pretty serious about that ooze. That he jumps over. He jumps off of this like you know three story walkway. Dude, he loves that ooze. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps it for the whole episode. What, yeah. is, what, is, what did Lucas say to Adrian on that bridge? Lucas said something like what what are you what do you want and it was but the way he said it was like this affect was so flat like i just said it way more lively than he said it It was like what what are you i want the i want the vial what do you want what do you want the vial (laughs) (laughs) so since as soon as lucas takes the vial he's basically marked right um Mm -hmm. Well, and the vial, let's, all these let's evil be clear, thugs. the vial came because the thug died, and the thug turned out to be some spooky the, thing, too, the and he thugs turned, The thugs turned back into ooze after they've been dispatched. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're spooky, too. And so now he has this right. vial of green ooze. Continue. They, they look like Frankensteins who went to the county fair and got the face painting booth. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, they have this weird face paint over their eyes. 
Mm-hmm. And it's I, I don't know why. I'm not sure if they'll explain it yeah. or if it's just a you, design choice. To... You know what I noticed about the ooze? It's like when they evaporate or whatever the hell happens, they the ooze just like neatly pours itself back into a glass vial that's just like in their <laughs> pocket or something. I'm like, how does that work? Like, it, yeah, it's uh, so I'll, it's so efficient. I, I'll be I'm usually this guy on the podcast, so I apologize. But I do have more <laughs> info about that. I'm not uh, even mad. In the original. I'm not even in the original comic, uh, <laughs> she sucks it out of their neck like a vampire, oh, and sweet. so they didn't want to do that for the kids' cartoon. Oh, so yeah. they right. put it. No, in, they put it in too no neck sucking. Too sexy. It's way too sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but she still is kind of vampiric. Yeah, definitely. Well, she is, and she also has the. I forgot. We forgot to mention her like twelve foot long cape, which is like <laughs> yeah, and her, right. and her, and total her, and her six yeah, inch o- stilettos. Yeah, total occupational hazards, right? Like, oh, there's my twelve right. foot long cape. It's not going to get stuck in anything like a wind turbine. Certainly not going to get grabbed by one of those Frankenstein's later this episode. That's certainly not <laughs> right. a thing that happens. Yeah, but she uh, does look so cool. It's so, so cool. cool. I mean, she's got a yeah. real like uh, uh, Moon Knight vibe when she like gets silhouetted in front of the moon, and the cape is like splayed out and like mm-hmm. all of its twelve feet of amazingness. And you're like, oh, okay, all right, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I'd follow her into hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they they track Lucas back to his apartment. Right? Yeah. Is that, yeah, is they, that sort of how yeah, it goes, right? They track him back and, and she yeah, fights the guys in the apartment mm-hmm. there. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's one of two apartment fights. So, right. th- so this first one, yeah, she, she comes back and, and he doesn't want to, he plays dumb about having the vial. And then one of those thugs jumps in and busts him up. And um, actually, I want to talk about something here too. Mm-hmm. The, that, that angry thug, we learn later that they're called uh, uh, fixed. Fixed ideas. Fixed is, idea. We learn yeah. later that these guys are called fixed ideas. So this fixed idea, at the, when he's attacking Cyber Six, he yells out, like, you killed my brother. And given how many of these we see over the course of the episode and probably the show, like, we see at least 10 of these things. That's kind of scary. Like, they all, like, they're very single-minded and they're just trying to kill, but they also have, like, familial feelings. <laughs> yeah, and, sure. and they're And they're, you know, they're, they're rustled about it. And they they take revenge like I don't know I don't know how to feel about they remind me of those guys from Fury Road the um what are they called oh, yeah the, the war boys yeah the war boys they they remind me of like they're very um they're like a unit they like operate as a unit it's like one of them gets hurt and maybe the green stuff connects them like psychically I thought there was a cool scene too with the fight scene uh where the where the thugs show up at Lucas's house mm-hmm. um. Is that because the is that the one where squ- they palm her face? <laughs> She's like fighting. Yeah, it's where it's just when she gets her face bashed into the wall. Yeah, yeah, just like really um, brutal. Like <laughs> it was pretty yeah, brutal. A lot of brutal hits in this one. Yeah, but they also, you know, right before that, they do a cool, I think, establishing interesting power dynamics where he squares up with the with the guy with the thug mm-hmm. and looks like he's got some, you know, some boxing moves, and then he gets thoroughly thrashed. Yeah. And, uh, and then Cyber Six hit. steps up and starts kicking some ass. Mm-hmm. Well, we did see from the the first scene that Lucas like he's showing an embryo to his class, and then <laughs> there's like an embarrassing boxing photo of him. <laughs> I assume it's him in his youth. Yeah, that everybody that's laughs to be him. About. I guess that makes sense because that, that's yeah, why they him. were laughing. That was on a slide projector. Really also, you guys, we don't use slide projectors in schools anymore, so I thought that was really funny. And also that line <laughs> where he says, "You used to look like this. Some of you still do." And I was like, "Like fetuses? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. 
That was funny. Yeah, yeah that I'm was looking a weird at you, line. fetus kid. <laughs> hey, fetus face. Pan over to fetus Talking kid about in you. <laughs> you look weird in your face area. Look, fetus face, growing up is tough, but someday you're going to grow out of that. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. We hope you do. We hope you do. Oh, no. So uh, <laughs> in the apartment fight, though, my favorite part of the apartment fight is easily when the wall gets busted out and they both they all fall yeah out of they're falling from the building. And during this eight minute fall, <laughs> uh, Cyber Six kicks Lucas back up into the yeah, sky what? and into his apartment. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. It's great. It's, it's very efficient. And then she incredible. falls and, uh, you know, it's a pretty nasty hit on this on this railing. Yeah. She lands in yeah. like a, a back breaking railing. And she, hit. she yeah. Yeah. But she survives. But the fixed idea dies and she finally gets a vial of her very own. And she, and she drinks that. the juice up. Mm-hmm. Juices up. Yeah. And then she's feeling Don't good. Slam again. It. <laughs> fixed uh, idea. Fixed idea. I wonder if that's like like, uh, you know, like the fixed versus growth mindset this is another teacher thing. So like. If you have no. a fixed mindset, it means that you don't think that you're capable of change and it, it makes you miserable. And then if you have a growth mindset, it's like, oh, you think you're capable of change and like improving yourself. Right. So maybe the fix- is that like okay. when you're is that like when your grandpa tells you that it's too late to learn how to use the VCR and you have to go do it? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Can't what are old, old people but like new tricks. hulking Frankenstein monsters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good uh, parallel. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder. I wonder. idea. I kind of want to look it up. Maybe there's like some sort of psychology background to mm-hmm. that idea, uh, right. but it, but it's clear that at least on one level, it it, it it's that they're same single minded about yeah. You know they don't they don't appear to have a lot going on. No, they just know what uh well Jose as we meet later tells them to do. Yeah, it's just clobbering time twenty four seven. Yeah, <laughs> well yeah. So after Bloodlust. after the thugs fail to I guess retrieve the juice um, yeah. to make more fixed ideas. It's a little unclear why they needed it, but yeah. I guess maybe if there's a, if there's a fixed number of vials, mm-hmm. then they would be of some some, some significance. kind of goose scarcity. Yes, the goose <laughs> scarcity of the uh, our bad guy, our Baron von was it uh, von Reichter. Von Reichter. I don't know if we get uh, his name in this episode. We do I don't think we do. Is that like uh, is that like he's... an like a like a German expat type thing in Brazil? Like, I think yes. so. Yeah. Okay, think so, so that's they, what they're going for. They're because he sends he sends thing. his lieutenant, he sends his 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 boy prodigy to get the job done. Uh, the sweet goose stepping uh, <laughs> little monster Jose. Yeah, he reminded his sweet? walk reminded me of like like Nazi youth or <laughs> like Gestapo. Yeah, he's dressed like Hitler <laughs> youth. Gestapo walk. It, it is full on. That's what they're doing. Yeah, uh, yeah right. It's a boys from Nazis. Brazil kind of scenario, right? Because yeah. this is Argentina, so yep. that meant that there were a bunch of Nazis who went over Argentina. Yeah. A bunch so, of sneaky Nazis over there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, maybe the last time that I bring up the comic, maybe not. I do have to say that there's a lot more blood, sex, drugs, and violence in the comic book than mm. is in this show, and they're more blatant about them being Nazis. I mean, there's another thing later when she pulls up her, her sleeve and shows that she's got Cyber 6 tattooed on, like, oh, you know, yeah, okay. like yeah. Jewish style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, right. Like that, they're that, doing that they're doing tracks. a thing. Hmm. And right. and Jose in the comics is a clone of Von Reichter uh, that he's kept looking like a kid 
because he's afraid that he'll like overthrow him or something. I don't know. It's weird. But oh, I think that's the... awesome and super spooky and weird. I yeah. love that. <laughs> and it, in the show, I think it's implied that it's his, it's his son. Right. Uh, but either way, I took son to be a little <clears throat> bit metaphorical because we know they're doing like cloning junk. Yeah, mm-hmm. it could mm-hmm. be still a All clone situation. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I flipped through some of the comic online and I found a page where that boy Jose has sex with a grown woman uh yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's really horrifying uh and it's like it lasts like a, a panel but like they're full on That's painting enough. him like a debauched nazi freaky person though so yeah. on a, so on a very that out for the a show. very watered down <laughs> version trickled down that jose is definitely the nazi vibes are not a coincidence okay right i think you know you could you can make the argument that like sometimes that that kind of um, walking back is is not just prudish, but like yep. kind of better for the material. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's yeah, interesting. Especially the earlier you can tell people and impressionable kids that Nazis suck and are bad, <laughs> you know, is the, the better. That's an important life lesson. Well, yeah. And I think not just a, gate that, that was the actual the subtitle of the show before. before. <laughs> hey, kids, Nazis are bad. <laughs> there's a there's an interesting bigger conversation that we don't have to have right now, but that I do I do think about a lot, which is it's just the the kids media kids media that's based on like R rated adult media. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there was like a Rambo cartoon and like, a, yeah, you know, we, we watched James Bond Jr. not long ago. And, you know, there's or TMNT all, like, even Teen yeah, Trent TMNT. Turtles was. And the mask is based on a really violent comic book. And like, it's interesting the way that we'll find like producers will find a thing like that. And they'll be like, I think that that's got a like one. I can make babies watch this. Yeah. There's a nugget (laughs) here that is appealing to babies. So why don't we turn this into Happy Meal toys? Just give me a scalpel. (laughs) Yeah. I just I find that whole thing fascinating. And they've done that here. I think they've done it very successfully here. Yeah. Also, can I really just want to say. Von Richter, the the bit we see of him is your classic shadow chair villain. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, although in silhouette, he definitely looks a lot like the Domino's Noid. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like the Noid. Yeah, I thought He's he looked this... like uh, Snively from the Sonic cartoon that we watched. Yeah, his, there's some Snively. There's definitely was... some Domino's Noid. He has very beak-like <laughs> nose. Yeah. In silhouette. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we meet our Nazi Melvin jose Mm -hmm. and uh and he's he's showing up to sort of uh take act two in 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 the palm of his hand of this episode uh but he's comically small like he's he's a (laughs) a a very small child that comes up to maybe the ankle on one of those uh fixed ideas and he has to like climb all the way up on top of this like other like flunky's desk to sit in yeah i was gonna say he's he's small but they're they're very attentive to it. It's not just I mean it is a visual gag, but it's not it it's a better one, more attentive one. He has to like always climb stuff like a like a <laughs> yeah. toddler. Well, pretty much the entire humor in the show comes from henchman slapstick. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. that Nazi slapstick. <laughs> you know? When you see them fall over and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's pretty much where all the gags come from because Cyber yeah. Six is not a real jokester. No. Sure. No, she's pretty much she she is pretty serious all the time. I wonder if that's going to change over the course of the show and her friendship with Lucas. Uh, 
because I think it's pretty obvious that there there is a burgeoning romance plot that's going to mm-hmm. happen there, especially given the the sort of slideshow we get during the end credits. We will see a shot of them kissing. So like, mm-hmm. you know, more than implied. But uh, right. but I'm I'm interested to see if she changes at all because of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to talk about the next scene, which I have dubbed the pasta breakfast. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> They, they go yeah. out to get spaghetti again. <laughs> yeah, they have some breakfast spaghetti. Um, but at this table are, let's see, I wrote down everything I could see on there. I did too. So much food. <laughs> Good. Yeah, see if I missed anything. So they're, the they're sitting at a cafe eating steak, rolls of bread, pizza, burger and fries, uh, noodles, sausage. Um, it's like a full breakfast cappuccino. plate with like sausage and eggs and stuff. Yeah, and then a full pizza in the middle, a burger and fries plate. It's well, the I think have no I think sauce based on, on based right. on based on how enormous Lucas is and how many calories Adrian probably burns just like being cyber six, they probably need the carbs. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah, although they don't finish them. No, <laughs> they leave most yeah, they of that on away. the table. That's uh, uh that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, Lucas uh Lucas tells him about the the crazy night that he had and Adrian trying not to sort of give up the ghost is like, "Hey, you should maybe think about like, I don't know, just giving the vial to Cyber6 the next time mm-hmm. you see her." Right. That'd be a good idea. Mm-hmm. I have on good authority <laughs> that my friend Cyber6 wants her green goo. <laughs> well, and then Lucas says, Lucas, cuz they're talking about it. Lucas says, "She's never tried to hurt me." And it's like, bro, you met once. Like, it, yeah. she never tried to hurt you that one time you hung out. What are your normal encounters with women, Lucas? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you get tased just on reflex? <laughs> <laughs> They're scared of my bulk. I've become immune to mace. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I went to the store today. Was mistaken for a moose. <laughs> <laughs> oh no uh so it seems like what happens next is yeah he reveals about the vial that what that he still has it and and then they run off and we sort of get he's in danger round two yeah i don't have a lot of notes on this because it was just kind of a lot of action we yeah yeah, the rest of the episode we moved to action for most of the episode uh there's a fun scene right before all the action busts out where cyber six is like in her apartment sort of going like ah it's all my fault i don't need friends or do i god damn it i don't know he's in danger i have to go help him and then she like whips on all of her super leather outfit and like that's when we get the full transformation like Mm -hmm. if you somehow didn't know that they were the same person this is the (laughs) like without a doubt they are definitely it's like the super sexy changeover and like like adrian goes from having like regular man hands to having these like amazingly manicured like spiky <laughs> fingernails and you're like how'd you how'd you get those so fast <laughs> where'd they come from <laughs> your They'll nails look great on. yeah <laughs> if this is this is like the this is the goth Ca- carmen san diego version of the sailor moon transformation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's there's no bubbles in the background but there is no. a lot of like almost nudity mm-hmm. like we get really close and then it's like oh no leather leather cape <laughs> silhouette talons <laughs> nail glue hold on nail hold glue on. nail glue <laughs> wait for it to set watch an episode of uh, arrested development okay All right, let's, let's go. go 
So yeah, there, there's a bunch of fighting that finishes out this episode. Uh, you know, she she fights off Jose and a bunch of new extra thugs and continues to try and keep Lucas away from everything. Uh, but he doesn't. Uh, and then they all end up at this warehouse and everything goes to full on shit there. It's insane. But yeah. he's trying to get all of the, the counterfeit money that they've been printing loaded up into a truck so that they can get the hell out of there with it. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of the source of the drama is that she's she's trying to save the two civilians, stop the truck from getting out. And they're hell bent on not having that happen or having it right. happen. Whatever. Whatever the double negatives I said, make that make sense <laughs> for you. And that's what yeah, they're you doing, got it, buddy. Um. Yeah, yeah, there's so, some cool action in here. Yeah, like when they, um, they use a there's rocket a, launcher indoors, which seems <laughs> unsafe, but it was kind of awesome. Yeah, around <laughs> a bunch of flammable shit. <laughs> Naturally, things go pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a really cool scene where Cyber Six has to cut a big thing of pipes. Mm-hmm. And then these pipes come crashing down and just like a really just a really great animation detail of the way it just crushes the stair railing mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah that was sweet right it's yeah because they're not animation. they're not like little pvc pipes we're talking about like foot diameter steel pipes and there's like yeah. 12 of them yeah and she cut the the cord with like her fucking stilettos right yeah. like it was her shoe like she was like i'm yeah. gonna saw this with my shoe <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. mean the animation. I guess is that just makes really worth running around in those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Worth it, uh, especially because you know in the second half of the fight everything's on fire and it just looks really great and she's like fighting off these fixed ideas up on top of these like burning railings and it's just really cool. And then Lucas just has to show up and be insane again. And as the truck is getting away, Lucas and his little loop on the third car, he drives straight at it. Like yeah. you're gonna die, buddy. You're driving straight <laughs> at a truck. <laughs> but I get the feeling he didn't have a lot going on in his life, and this is <laughs> a very strong sense of purpose yeah. that he has now found. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. doesn't seem like biology was his true calling. And... <laughs> <laughs> but as a result, the truck veers off course and goes into the water, and they lose all the counterfeit bills. But of course, the little boy Jose does not die. He's just super peeved. He's super yeah, steamed. Yeah, they, get out, swim He's, away. Uh, they he... go back to the. He blames them Electric for the truck Dracula? going over, too. I'm like, you're a fucking driving, kid. Like, <laughs> He's like, oh, it's all your fault, idiot. <laughs> but he's like, though, you, though you were literally... Though pe- reach the pedals. Yeah. <laughs> so whose fault is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I have this, this small child do my very important business operation. <laughs> Come on, dog. Yeah. Uh, but they go to Electric Dracula Castle. God, yes. I so I I love how unapologetically ridiculous the bad guy's lair is. It's like it's like a Transylvanian Dracula castle, but it's got like a bunch of I don't know, are they vines? Are they it's got tubes? The, like Frankenstein plugs. vibe to it? They're plugs. There's, they're some, like... there's some aliens and some weird liquid. And there's mm-hmm. a giant, like four story tall wheel that's embedded in the machine that's slowly spinning. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what any of that does, but we in the in the bad guy's <laughs> lair, there's like giant green tubes with like strange animal monster fetuses floating in them like he's he's he uh found the catalog for villain supplies and he bought every item <laughs> right evil he, he, he bought everything out of evil sky mall <laughs> yeah. just give me the wolfenstein <laughs> evil sky mall <laughs> <laughs> yes um 
But yeah, so so what does he say? Right, Jose comes in and he tells that Cyber Six is alive. That's the biggest thing, and it's like, yeah. no, that's impossible. Cyber Six, my most profound failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's, and then that's all we know. And then we see her, and she's like, "Hey, you can come after me. I won't run." And she stands yeah. badass on top of a building, and then she goes into silhouette, and then we go straight to credits. And it was like, yeah, yeah. all right. I'm I'm picking yeah. up what you're putting down, Cyber Six. I'm in this for thirteen. Yeah, you found a board, and I'm getting on it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's absolutely it's fascinating. Yeah, um, it's probably better than Bionic Six, <laughs> which is a similar sounding show that's very different. That's about a family of six people, and they're bionic. And this is this is not that show. <laughs> cyber, cyber six. Ooh, ooh. Um, no. I like My dad's this. a Nazi, but we don't <laughs> like him. <laughs> oh, I liked this a lot. How did you guys feel? It was yeah, quite good. I'm down. Oh, yeah, it was I'm really down. good. It's cool. I actually wasn't expecting to like it, um, and I don't know mm-hmm. why. I think it was the opening song. I like the opening song, but I, um, I, I don't know. I just thought, oh, is, uh, I don't know how I feel about this, like... <laughs> Super the opening s- writes a check that's hard to cash, and I think they did. Yeah, yeah, but then it just like right. worked out. Like that last line was delightful. I won't run. Like come, you know, just like fuck yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. So <laughs> we we had uh we had Cyber Six like on the docket for a little while, and then I recently yeah. out of nowhere saw a couple memes on Twitter that oh. were saying like the cyber six like bisexual starter kit that was pictures of of <laughs> both like adrian and uh and cyber six that's awesome and this whole like cyber six made me gay <laughs> thing that people were talking about <laughs> i can see that is, though it's uh, very yeah, compelling but it's pretty cool yeah right it's it's the clo- <laughs> it's the most like the closest to kids show i think in 1999 definitely would come to exploring things like gender fluidity and, mm-hmm. and dipping their toe in that water without having to distance itself with a very and manly just putting anybody of... besides just like a strong man in the driver's seat yeah. of the show right well, and then actually yeah. like having like and this is a personal bias but you guys teachers are usually portrayed as like weak and like doughy <laughs> and <Yeah>. like <laughs> they're just like i don't know they're not in this and it just felt kind of nice it was like wow dude. yeah this Although the principal's school, a little doughy. A little sure. doughy. A little doughy. <laughs> this high school is full of, like, kung fu teachers. That are... <laughs> yeah. and, and punk it has, kids. Ka- it has karate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet you're not the karate teacher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they can my... all be karate teachers. <laughs> we can all be... <laughs> Everybody's the karate teacher. <laughs> uh, my last little tidbit that I want to share, because at some point I want to watch this with you guys, is that the very first only the first episode of the live action 1995 Argentinian series of cyber six just recently got uploaded to uh, Vimeo and I have oh. a link and I'll oh, try and I'll, I'll put it in the liner notes and yeah, it's, it's a trip. It's not in English, but it's a trip. No, well, there was <laughs> a long time legal dispute. I know uh, between the people who wrote cyber six and uh, the Jessica Alba show, dark angel. Yes. Mm. Yeah, they thought it copied. They say you took all our stuff. Yeah, there's actually some really interesting backstory on this. Yeah, it it does have a a fascinating amount of stuff going on behind the scenes. Which is good because we're going to spend 12 more episodes talking about it. Yeah, buckle up, friends. Sweet. (laughs) I think it's time for a sponsor message and then to go to Moo Mesa. All right, this week our very very special guest, Annie, has got a 
a great new surprise for us. Isn't that right, Annie? In- indeed, I do. So, so she's she's brought with her the uh, a whole cavalcade, a whole rolodex of new advertisers that we get to that we get to plunge our little fists into and, and mm-hmm. uh, get our get our beaks wet with that sweet advertising money. Mm-hmm. Fill up our money bags. Excellent. So. Annie, please tell us this week about uh, one of the sponsors you brought with that with you, uh, Trash Can Lasers. Trash Can Lasers are essential. I <laughs> didn't know that I was missing out. Without my Trash Can Laser, I... It sounds like you're getting emotional. I am. I'm a little... <laughs> it's really important, okay? So, <laughs> Trash Can Lasers measure the distance of your trash can to the curb. Ooh. Oh shit! Okay. Whoa. Oh right. So talk about disrupting the marketplace. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when you place your garbage can inappropriately, sometimes the garbage man won't or lady, I guess I don't. Not trying to be sexist, will not sure. pick up your garbage. So I think they, it's sexist to call him a garbage lady. A garbage lady. <laughs> you're, a, you're a trash person. Um, <laughs> With the laser, you don't have to worry about it because when you place your can near the curb, the laser measures the distance and then it gives you a auditory cue that you have placed it appropriately. Is it just sort of a loud scream? (laughs) Yeah, it's like a banshee. Can I get it with Alan Rickman's voice? You can. It's customizable. (laughs) Or just like a a stereotypical like... (laughs) Yep. Like a New York trash man, like, uh-huh. get it close out of the curb. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Hey, asshole. Hey, it's Christopher Walken. Move move your trash can closer to the curb. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing? <laughs> I prefer I prefer the Southern Bell. Um, <laughs> uh, that's one of the default options. Oh, yeah, what is... What is I do oh, declare yeah. <laughs> this can is appropriately placed... <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's very useful i highly recommend highly recommend wow what, yeah. a, what, a, what a life uh, hack yeah i <laughs> you're gonna love it common breeze the mesa to the western skies with the sound of a thousand cattle drive a chosen few would see the light and find the wrong with right up on the mesa hey cowpokes we're back, and we are now starting Moo Mesa from episode one. You might be thinking, hey, I think they already did the Wild West Cowboys in Moo Mesa, and that's true. We looked at episode three, I think episode three, for our yep. Westworld special uh, just a few weeks ago. And I thought, holy heck, this show's so delicious. Yeah, yeah, we were looking for a replacement show, and this first season is, what, another 13 episodes or something? And Yeah, it fits that... our mold pretty nice. Yeah, you know, we... <laughs> We're, we, at the risk of having too many good shows, we decided to throw <laughs> Moon Mesa into the lineup just to sort of bring us, you know, humble us a Level little bit. Level us out I a little guess. bit. Yeah. Um, so this episode one we're going to look at is called Bangham High, uh, which, you know, is, is an interesting why. thing to think about. I'm, uh, you know, um, but so the synopsis for the episode is Mayor Baloney. And the masked bull make a plan to get rid of Moon Montana with literally ex- with literally explosive results, and uh, that's yeah, that's pretty accurate. I yeah. would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we get 
an interesting we also get a little bit of a first episode special thing we do although ironically i did kind of feel like they introduced the characters a lot poorly in this one than the third episode yeah yeah Yeah, we got a lot more out of them in the third episode than we did in this one yeah Mm -hmm. i guess because they had to give us everybody Mm -hmm. i felt the Mm -hmm. third episode was a little more accessible than this one yeah, I think it did serve as a better better job. Sorry, Annie, you had to watch the <laughs> shittier one. Sorry, yeah. right. but <laughs> let's let's uh, let's do sort of a Reader's Digest version of what we did in that Westworld special and sort of talk about the premise of this show on a you know top yeah, level. Let's let's do do that. Um, so Doo-doo. the theme song again. The theme song is great, it's so and good. it does it a pretty good job. And it essentially a comet from space. Which I don't know any other comet. I guess that's redundant, but <laughs> but it it hits a mesa and it rises the mesa up out of I guess the primordial ash. Um, oh, one really funny like, thing about the about the uh, intro song, which is really more about Kyle than the song, but uh, <laughs> every time we've included it, I, I think it must be like pulling teeth for him every time he has to cut the song, it, uh, <laughs> cut it down shorter. He plays yeah. so much of the of the, of the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Do you it's think it good, might be though. just that Kyle really likes the song? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is that I he he, he can't he, he can't stand the thought of having to cut it. Mm-hmm. But it's, 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 it's like it's a yeah. Sophie, it's a real Sophie's choice for Kyle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you're playing all of it or none of it. <laughs> um, yeah, my understanding was that the comet hits in Wild West times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so that like that's that's why like. Everything is Wild West themed when the Mesa gets, you know, I don't know. Is the Mesa wonder... currently like floating above Earth? Like, I think that's the, the it's just really insinuation. It's <laughs> just I real wonder... high up there and there's I, I cow people. I kind of had a theory about that maybe what they thought was a comet or an asteroid was actually a nuclear weapon that. Oh, that's cool. Because... See, that's a cool theory. Well, because like, think about like the humanoid cows. I just uh-huh. feel like there's some like mutation that happened there. That's what I, that was my, by the end of the episode, I was like, this is another layer of like radioactivity. Well, so Andy, well, something you, you may have probably picked up on, but have, but are not quite as, um, you can't see all of the terrible puns that they do. Uh, I mean, I, since you catch I, a lot of them, since but... I tell, say a lot of puns as a, as an educator, <laughs> I am sometimes immune to their effect. So I did, I did catch a few that were pretty good. I yeah. Did. Yeah. But I mean, it's a, but so imagine just about everybody's name is a pun, even yeah. if, it's, if, it's, if you can't quite hear, if it doesn't, if you only have, if you can only read it to make sense of it. Yeah. The, the comet we found out is actually a cow met. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I accept. But yeah. I do, I do like the fan theory that it was like a warhead, and that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, and that that works on multiple levels because we we all know from science that horses are immune to nuclear energy. Indeed, uh, mm-hmm. and right. that's why that they wouldn't have turned into people. And They're not instead mammalian. Are still beasts of burden. They're the they cockroaches are... of the cloven hoof. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's funny that you mentioned the puns because the Colorado kid. Get it, kid? Yeah. Like a yeah. baby. And Colorado. Cow, cow, Colorado kid. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm Colorado. <laughs> it sounds like John Denver. That <laughs> was so funny. I wrote that. I like made a little note about that for myself. I was like, you gotta say 
you gotta say that Colorado kid sounds like John Denver. If you listen to yeah. it again, a, you can hear a little Rocky Mountain High in there. There's a uh, can I read you do? guys the the bios of it. our main cowboys? Because I'm looking at them now and they are awesome. Yes, Hit please. It. Okay. All right, Marshall Moo Montana, leader of the Cowboys, and Marshall of Moo Mesa, courageous and quick on his hooves. Moo Montana <laughs> battles the bad guys and makes the West a safer place to graze. Lives by the code of the West, which he seems to make up as he goes along. <laughs> That's fucking true. <laughs> he has a gun that shoots star badges. His horse's name is Cyclone. Ooh. And the Dakota dude, the soft-spoken muscle of Montana's posse, Dakota possesses a cool temperament and rarely gets mad, even in near-death experiences, mm. and is yep. scared of heights. <laughs> 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 and Colorado Kid... A Holstein cattle who was the youngest of the group and self-proclaimed ladies' man with a good singing voice, <laughs> regardless of his skill with the lasso and guitar. Colorado isn't a deputy yet. His yeah. horse's name is Jezebel. <laughs> See, I got a little, I got That's a little gay fancy. vibe from, I got a little gay vibe from Colorado Kid. Just yeah, I think of, so. Just because of the vest. Yeah, that vest. <laughs> And he's always calling his horse Jezebel. You <laughs> <Yeah>. Jezebel. <laughs> There's an interesting thing they do in the song uh, where they do, when they come in singing, they do also talk about their own act of gaining sentience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and I just wonder about that. Like, did they know were they, when they were creatures did they see the thing happen and they were like, ah, yes, now we have gained the ability to speak. <laughs> Or is it are, just the folk these... tale that's been passed down? Because somebody had to know. Yeah, I mean, are these first generation mutants, or did they have parents who walked like men? Or well, that's what like, I want to know. Like, I want to know, like, if they are descendants of like Animal Farm. You know. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Right. Annie, I'm well, I'm gonna read all your fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> They're also marshals, which should imply some kind of federal, federal cow. Uh, Installation government, yeah, yeah, and some are the sort cows of federal like the, entity. Yeah, are they the dominant species? Like the yeah, that's also cows? confusing because there's they a say scorpion law cow, man which is in, isn't inclusive. Yeah, but the scorpion people do seem like they're on a lower status tier. That fucking scorpion is huge, though. That scorpion is the same size as <laughs> yeah, he's as a the big old buzzard. Yeah, <laughs> freaky. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they. You know, if we if we jump into the the episode content, as it were, yeah, they they come in singing their song about themselves, which is sort of episode <laughs> one's way of being like, hey, we didn't really want to introduce like write a good episode that introduced you to these guys naturally, so we're just gonna have them monologue at you with a fun song and hope we you can don't notice. We only do exposition through song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna sing our feelings real quick. <laughs> that being said, I mean it's not a terrible way to do it. Uh, I yeah. didn't hate that it happened. I was kind of enjoying it, and it's better uh, than like generic male narrator of like in the future there is a per- there is a person <laughs> he is a man this is his name hello only an American boy uh, yeah <laughs> half man half <Sorry>. cow <laughs> uh yeah but then we the the only other thing that happens right at the the top that I want to talk about is that there's an establishing shot of the town from far away yeah and. I find it interesting. It's a lot greener than I would expect. There's a lot of farmland. But the biggest building in town is the saloon that's shaped like a giant beer mug. <laughs> it's, it looks like it's four stories tall and everything else is way smaller. So is that the we tumbleweed? Can see, yeah. 
So we can see where all of the, you know, the town's attention goes. They're just they're just really into that Drinking sarsaparilla. sarsaparilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then it jumps us right into action pretty much immediately with uh some horny toads robbing a bank. <laughs> yeah, the bank oh. robbery frogs are very fun. <laughs> yeah. The fact that they're horny toads and the episode is called Bang 'em High, <laughs> it gets erotic pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. There's a very funny line though, uh off the top where one of the bank robbery frogs says, "It's Moo, Moo Montana." And then he says, "Right both times." <laughs> kind of a good line it's kind of yeah. a funny line that That's kicks everything off he has another funny line like that later when uh uh sheriff terrible says are you accusing me of being uh the masked bull and Moo montana says in three words yes <laughs> <laughs> i missed that that's good i like i like Moo montana a lot yeah uh, yeah also, he, as we learn in this first, uh, well, we learned it when we watched episode three, and we learned it twice in this episode. Uh, he has this crazy ability to sort of Rube Goldberg shoot his gun to make the yeah. most sheriff stars bounce all around, do crazy insane stuff. He's like the Pee Wee Herman of cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> it's although really I guess intense. Cowboy Curtis is the Pee Wee Herman of cowboys, <laughs> but. He did literally have a cowboy in his show, so I do take that. Cowboy back, Curtis but. is the cowboy of Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> but there's a sequence. There's a sequence where, uh, like, he he, after a bunch of other weird things happen with these two frogs, with some very unbelievable physical bits, and they end up shot up in the air because Dakota dude like rockets them off of like a, a carriage or something by smashing it with his hands. Uh, Moo Montana strikes a really awesome pose and shoots his gun and it fires a sheriff star that bounces off of a sign up a gutter off a telephone pole, telephone pole off a weather vane and then knocks into some barbed wire that's sitting on a rooftop and the barbed wire falls down and, and traps the bad guys. That's <laughs> like, really impressive. Was, was that his plan or is he just incredibly lucky? I don't know. Annie, what we decided was that all of this was basically a clever way around some kind of gun uh, censorship. Yes, that thing. makes sense. Some way to do cowboys without actually showing them shooting guns or yeah. real guns. Right. It's funny because I didn't there's... notice that the bullets at first were the, the stars. And then once you get that and the shape of the gun is like, that's what you notice first is like, oh, it has like a slot. Why is that? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, OK, it's for children. They don't mm-hmm. want to have the gun violence. Which is <laughs> the gun shoots children. <laughs> the gun shoots the children. You know what's actually? I mean, shoot we do children, almost kill a child. In this there episode, were two, actually so. two things oh, about that, that shootout that I found like per, kind of perplexing. One was that they're in what appears to be maybe the desert, kind of. Yeah. Like, a high desert where it's like enough water to like grow stuff, but like not enough water to actually like survive. So there's like like gutters. Like you said, yeah. the gutter, like it hit the, the star hit that went through the gutter. I'm like, why are there gutters? And then uh, like. Well, um, actually, Annie, I believe being that much closer to the clouds, they get a, a more. A <laughs> Did you just mansplain clouds to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, because of clouds, you see. Um, <laughs> 
totally possible. I accept. Okay, so the gutters were weird because I was like, I was like desert gutters. I don't get it. Um, oh, then the other thing that was weird is like the f- actual physical. Okay, I know it's a cartoon, but listen. No, but that's what we're here for. I know. Yeah, please. Uh, here we Let's go. Destroy this show. The hor- the horny toads. Yeah. When they bounced on the ground after they fell from being l- catapulted, they yeah. continued to bounce like like a rubber <laughs> and it ball. Sounded like. like Sounded yeah. like their guns were going off. Yeah, like bang, 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 yeah. bang, 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 bang. But it was like go- going and going and going and going. It got weird. Yeah, there's yeah. a few moments like that that I, I don't really understand the logic behind the slapstick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a little, it's, yeah. It was yes. odd. Yeah, like when, yeah. when the Colorado kid is being dragged by the train. Yeah. Wound up being a pretty superfluous scene. Yeah, but being dragged by a train Colorado would kid. like would like kill you pretty quickly. <laughs> but okay, cartoons. yeah, it's a cartoon. It's just a cartoon. It's just a uh, cartoon. I don't want to ruin the magic. Speaking of the <laughs> guns, though, I really, really want to talk about Sheriff Terrible's gun. Oh yeah, uh, because it shoots a whip. He shoots whips out of his little, his little like bell pepper sphincter. <laughs> No, no. So, so he's he's got two guns. He's got those big like bell pepper cactus guns that he uses as yeah. as the masked bull. But the gun that he uses in public as Sheriff Terrible that he's like using to to shoot at the at the poster of Moo Mesa run like that's you know hey vote so, for Moo Mesa or yeah. not not Moo Mesa vote for Moo Montana as Law Cow of the Year. It shoots. It doesn't shoot a projectile. Just a long whip comes out of the gun <laughs> yeah. and lashes at this fucking poster. It's That's like a, it's really... like a continuation of the like it's like hyper erotic like BDSM <laughs> like whip gun. What is that? Where did that come from? Yeah, it also kind of looks like a tongue in yeah. some way. We, yeah. we get some pretty erotic poses out of Dakota this episode too. <laughs> flexing his flexing his big old arms. Yep. <laughs> after the shootout with the horny toads the or frogs that they go to the they go to the saloon right Mm -hmm. and that's where they with the the sexy lady cow and the the barkeep yeah lady cow barkeep and the kid what was the kid's name cody cody Cody. oh that's sweet yeah it is sweet <laughs> and so then that's when I've you got... get Marshall. You get Marshall Moose first gem of a. He says, "This is a code of the West," which is cow, which is hilarious. But he says to him, um, "If you get a big head helping people, your hat won't fit," <laughs> which is part of, apparently part of the code of the West. It's like stay humble, right? But I thought that was funny. I was yeah. wondering what else is on the list. Like, what the hell else is on the code of the West? Like, well, I, we got I think the... we get gems from every episode. I think that's part awesome. of the the the. Yeah. This, the, the DNA of this show. Yeah, I wonder if there's like a comprehensive list somewhere because there there's some really some oh really my good gosh, ones. I think we yeah. should the, make the it. true so, code of the yeah. West. Yeah. Well, we got two in this episode. We got if you get a big head helping people, your hat won't fit. And then the other one was, um, where is it? Oh yeah, it's when he he accidentally says something about the about Lily in the middle of it about Miss Lily looking all pretty. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He says, yeah. He uh, says trophies may look good on, on the shelf, but they don't make the sagebrush grow. But in the middle of it, he's like, "Hey, there's a sexy lady cow." <laughs> <laughs> uh, trophies may look good on the shelf, but they sure make your eyes look pretty. Uh, but but they don't make but the, the sagebrush grow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's really so, it's cute. Yeah, we talked about Miss Lily a little bit in our other episode, and sort of the the way that the men are in versus the women are designed in the show. 
Mm-hmm. And um, just the other day, I was actually reading an interesting thread talking about sexual dimorphism and character design and how mm. the male gaze is is baked into the into a lot of shows that do these like hulking male characters that are more mm-hmm. animal like. Um, and then the closer to human they do for women to shows that like, well, we want to we still want to find them hot. I mean, you don't have to look any farther than Hulk and She-Hulk to even see this. Like, right? She-Hulk is just a green woman. Yeah, like it's a tall. Yeah, like there's yeah, nothing. It, it yeah, a hundred percent. It's they, definitely clear in Miss Lily, who's like again always falling out of her dress in every scene. Right. And pretty much just looks like a, a human person with a weird mouth. Yeah. Well, and for for a show that that does so much backpedaling to avoid showing gunplay, they put her in a literal like burlesque show hat later. Yeah, That's and true. also we'll talk. We'll have to talk about the float that she's on later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at the parade. Uh, uh, that's pretty silly too. Yeah, she also has um, a lot of a lot of cleavage. Yeah. 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 yeah she, her, she's an incredibly a, fuckable cow. For a, for a sexy <laughs> cartoon cow humanoid. She is a really nice rack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's let's kind of bullet point the the major stuff that happens with this train situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's a be- great train sequence. Well, the the mayor and Sheriff Terrible are plotting to blow up Moo Montana at the award ceremony because he always wins. Right. So they know he's going to get the trophy and ride on this uh, float. Yeah, they want to bang so, him high. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they. He, we learn, of course, which is obvious, that Sheriff Terrible is the masked bull, this like outlaw that ravages the Mesa and does nasty stuff. Um, it's, and it's so, the worst kept secret in the entire Mesa. Yeah, like we we kind of so bad at lying. All know, right? Like we all know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but he sends him to go ransack the noon train that's coming because it has a shipment of nitroglycerin on it. Um. Which he does successfully by <laughs> how does he stop it? There's like this woman, fake woman that the the buzzard like pair like uh, puppets. It's very odd. It's like, <laughs> it is very odd. <laughs> oh like, yeah, oh, that you, train you know knows how, how to stop. That train you know has brakes for days. Yeah. So they make the train stop by like putting a fake woman on the tracks and having her it's like, like a fake sexy, the train. A fake sexy cow humanoid. Yeah, it's it's yeah. really odd. Uh but he he steals all the nitro, but here's the here's the important part is that he uses one of the the bottles of nitro to blow a giant hole in the track in front of where the train stopped so the train can't mm-hmm. move. That will be important later. Very important later. So there's a big <laughs> hole in front of this train. And then he runs away with the nitro. Uh then, but then our boys show up because they're wondering why the train didn't show up. Yeah, and they have to stop a moving train. It's pretty good. Yeah, because they know that the one that was this was the noon train that was late, and then there's like the one fifteen train that's on its way pretty soon. And I guess they don't have a lot of good track switching, even though or there Andy. were multiple tracks. <laughs> uh, but it's it's on a collision course with the existing train, so they all hop into action. They kind of split their separate ways. And it's it's a fun it's a fun scene. We get the good Wild West music. We get that real sort of Elmer Bernstein, like how the West was one mm-hmm. great classic cowboy stuff. And they're off riding. We get uh, let's see. So 
Well, this is that Colorado. part where uh, the Colorado lassos the back of the train and rides yeah. it like a water ski. Right. He's like <laughs> skating on the rail on the back of his spurs. Uh, Dakota throws a giant boulder. Okay. Which explodes into a tunnel. <laughs> that was amazing. Physics. Yeah, the conductor is asleep, by the way. Yeah, because Moo Montana's worthless here. He tries to figure out how to stop the train, but he can't figure out where the brakes are, so he just sort of stands in the the what is it? What is the engine? Whatever the I don't I don't know yeah. train cars. I don't know names don't of know train, train things. Stuff. Don't don't make <laughs> the, me act the, like I know about trains. The, uh, the train house. The train sure. The train house. Yeah, I like train house. Yeah. Stands anybody, in the train house. Kids? Did anybody have any train friends? Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> like, I like, were super about yeah, trains. The, I mean, I just don't know. I just don't know what it's were called. Were you the train friend? If you don't know, Annie, maybe you were the train friend. <laughs> I, 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 I had a train brother. Look to your left. Look to your right. One of these know. people is a train friend. Although I guess in fairness, your brother never <laughs> never quite shook shook the train. I did have I did have a few I was in Girl Scouts so I did have a few horse friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, girls yeah. who are really into horses. Yeah, that's real. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. Usually comes with a little money too. Um, yeah, usually really also big. like a like a fundy ponytail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fundy tails. Um, yeah. yeah, we have to we have to sort of diagram this real fast. We mentioned yeah. the hole in front, right? So yeah. right, the hole that was blown up in front, and then Dakota dude takes a fucking gigantic boulder from his, like his up on a mountain. Muscles, uh, Andy, you can say fucking him... at full volume. I did. <laughs> okay. I, I did. I, I don't. Okay. <laughs> but he chucks the boulder down behind the parked train and makes a matching hole behind it. And as the train, the 145 is coming up from behind, it falls down into the hole he just made and mm-hmm. then somehow comes up out of the other hole that was mm-hmm. made by the nitroglycerin like there was a it's tunnel It's honestly underneath. a beautiful, perfect moment. It's, <laughs> I it's loved the it. best thing I've seen in weeks, and I watched Infinity War. So <laughs> 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 It's amazing. It's uh, great. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, it's like cartoon logic at its best. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. hope that paints a picture of what we have to expect over the, the next time that we spend with this show because that just yeah, delighted it, me it's absolutely like a roadrunner wily e. coyote moment yeah um but it's not the one you expect right it's not mm-hmm. it's it's a it's just it's st- so stupid it's ge- it's genius <laughs> it, yeah it, it, and it's in the visual gag is is a little bit smart where at first the train just goes down this hole and you're like Oh, kind shit. of just oh. confused. Oh shit! And then, and then it just pops back up on the other side. Oh, that's physically that's kind of impossible. <laughs> but I that's accept trains, it. That's what trains do. Yeah, yeah. Not much else in this episode is as important to me as that moment. So. No, no, not at all. That was the most shining, beautiful example of cartoon perfection that I've seen. Uh, so. All right, so what happens? So that's like the first half of the episode. Right, so then uh, Miss Lily throws a horse out of a bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moo Montana has come to, to Miss Lily's place to confront uh, the sheriff and the mayor about the crimes yeah. they'd be doing. Well, and uh, the, mayor, either... the mayor pats, pats Montana like an awkward number of times. It reminds me of the, the, the continual bouncing of the horny toad after they like get yeah. thrown. It's like he pat the mayor pats him like 
probably 15 times on the shoulder like pat pat, <laughs> a pat healthy pat, 15 there, there's a really funny exchange though where uh so the mayor is this just full-blown huckster he's a non-stop oh, yeah. criminal um, and he and moo montana catches him cheating at cards uh he's like we can do those five aces and uh the mayor says uh i've gotta go uh, pass some laws and stuff yeah. <laughs> uh the other wonderful thing that happens in the saloon, I don't I don't know if you guys paused and looked at the sign as they walked in. Mm-mm. No, but, not. Oh, my God. It made me so happy. The sign says Mesa Day special. Buy two sarsaparillas. Get the second free. It's really good. Now, it seems like about. Half to two thirds of the crime that happens in this show is just to keep the Rangers busy or the Marshals busy while they do other crime. Yeah. yeah. So they've ne- so in the middle of the night, they kidnap De- uh, Cody. Yeah. And throw him in the grain mill. And when you say when you say they, you mean the junkie scorpion and buzzard who are like yeah. need a fix. And so they kidnap a child. Yeah. Both the hitmen from Fargo. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, also, man. as they're throwing him in the mill, the scorpion, which is voiced by uh, Jim Cummings, as are half the characters on this show, uh, he says like, <laughs> "Yeah, grind him up real good," and it's <laughs> yeah. possibly the scariest thing. Uh, so they obviously they save the kid, um, yeah. and the and the kid tells them because the kid they capture the kid because he had like walked in on them. Uh, messing around with a nitro and then they blabbed their whole plan while the kid was listening and then they're like well I guess now we have to kill the kid uh, <laughs> I do so... have, a, have a theory a fan theory about that child and I think maybe that's that's Moo Montana's I think kid. I think that's a fair a fair like headcanon that he's Moo, Moo and Miss Lily had a had a Moo and Miss a, Lily had an, an illegitimate love child love a, cow a love sow but, but he, can't, he can't be around love cattle <laughs> He can't be around and be a parent because his first love is the law. Is the and... code of the West. <laughs> <laughs> the code of the West says thou shalt take no wife, thou shalt father no child. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they save him and he tells them about the nitro plan and they're like, oh shit. And then everything sort of has this big final showdown. Uh, Although before the final showdown, our horny toads escape from jail by... One of them takes the other one's tongue and picks the lock with it. It's super gross. He's just got, got this guy's yeah, tongue and he's, jam- he's just jamming it into this little lock. Uh, yeah. Getting the second base with that jail cell. Uh, yeah. And then I mean, we have this parade float that I really want to talk about. We yeah, have so there's a parade it. float for Moo Montana, and that's whatever. But then we've got Miss Lily on a parade float for the tumbleweed. <laughs> She's wearing like a feather, like a showgirl feather tiara thing. Mm-hmm. And then she's on this parade float that is a large, I guess it's her. Some sort of like Sexy bizarre woman. wall-eyed animatron that's just all like thighs and tits, <laughs> that's like moving its her the legs open and shut. Yeah, that's pretty weird. And it, it says tumbleweed. Weird. Is the bar name? Yeah. I, it's it's yeah. It's like ninety percent tits and hips, and it's so yeah. Weird. You can't you can't you can't just have something called the tumbleweed while you're while somebody's opening their legs up like that. 
Nope. It's like an advertisement. I'd like to introduce you to the tumbleweed. <laughs> it's like an advertisement for a gynecologist. <laughs> yeah. I would, by the way, love to see a Macy's Day parade float for a gynecologist. <laughs> Please give me that. I want to live in that parallel universe where we get that every Thanksgiving. And then it's just your kindly local like Dr. Orwell sitting up on the float just being like, yeah, yep. I'm taking new patients. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Walk-ins welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, they then we have everything. all the nitro. Yeah, yeah, the nitro's on the parade float. It it careens off into the first rational bank. On Moo Mesa, they'd be a rhinocologist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking damn it. <laughs> oh shit oh, we have to end this episode they blow up the yeah. bad guys and they win it was very fun the good guys yeah. win the that's... bad guys lose and we're all best friends yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> it was it was very fun how'd you like watching this annie i thought it was great i i really liked it <laughs> i i had a couple of things just thinking about like if that guy's the mayor i'm just like worried for democracy you know like I was uh-huh. thinking about as I teach U.S. history, so I was like, "Hey, that's like the Transcontinental Railroad. Where are all the Chinese cows? Because the Chinese immigrants <laughs> built the Transcontinental Railroad." And so I was like, "I, I don't had some. I just had some thoughts like that as I was watching it. But it was, I was thoroughly enjoyable. It was good. It was really fun. I don't think I could handle how poorly they would handle Chinese characters <laughs> on know. this show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be awful. I really, it'd all be think... like zodiac animals. Yep. Oh, oh no. God. Oh, fuck. Yep. Rory, you'd make a lot of money going back in time and writing for this show. <laughs> going but... back in time and writing racist <laughs> cartoons. <laughs> oh, I know how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Correct, Knuckles. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I I'm really liked amazing. it. That was, this just a, it's just kind of a fun it's just a fun one. Like I just enjoyed watching it. I there are a lot of things that were really problematic, but I just kind of yeah. I don't know. I just like I I enjoyed it. It was good. The animation yeah. was fun and a, at times a little um a little shaky. So you can yeah. see like I can see yeah. your your mouth is not lined up with your face, cow. But <laughs> it was fine. Like I accepted it. It was just fun. It, yeah, it was. It yeah. walks this line that where it's just shitty enough. But also just <laughs> yeah. fun enough that it's yeah. not a slog to get through. But there's it's also like, a lot to talk it's at about. It's the corner of it's at the <laughs> corner of like shitty fun and like campy where you're like it's fine. I like I I can I can I can watch this. We like to call that the Saturday morning Tuesday zone. Yeah. <laughs> I had a really good time. I'm so glad yeah. we had a this great time really having fun. you. <laughs> Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm so happy to be here. This was a blast. We were happy we, to we have just, you. We wanted fresh eyes for fresh content. And yeah. Uh, now I, I just think... need to keep watching Moo Mesa because I feel like that. <laughs> I'm hooked. I'm hooked. It's pretty much all on YouTube, I think. So that's amazing. Yeah. 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 We'll be we'll be watching along. Uh, so yeah, just a reminder, we re- restate what we were talking about earlier at the beginning of the episode. Annie has a podcast. Interchangeable white ladies. Interchangeable white ladies. Go check that out. Uh, subscribe to both of us so you can follow, uh, really good friends and their side yeah. podcasting lives. We'll be back with Sailor Moon. Yeah, uh, we will. Pretty soon. Uh, with, you know, the lineup and then we'll have a special 
coming out at some point too, which we're I think we're excited about. <laughs> I, I don't know. Let's take a We're excited about it. Let's watch the episodes and then we'll decide if we're excited about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you again, Annie. And yeah, thanks for ben. having me. It was awesome. I so appreciate much fun. it. And uh, Baton passed over to Austin. Yeah. So uh, as as we always do, uh, we close with a classic sign out line, and that line we say every time is the same exact thing that we say every time. And of course. Uh, that thing that we're saying uh, is scraping the friends of your friends. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first, guys. Scrape the friends of your friends. <laughs> Scrape it on out. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye now. Bye. Hey everybody, just want to take another moment to thank our special guest Annie Jansen for having a great show today. Now, here's something you can do. If you enjoyed what what you heard here, you can definitely check out her podcast, Interchangeable White Ladies. You can also check out our podcast and all of our wonderful channels. You can check out our website, sadamtuesdays.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or you could follow us on iTunes and you can subscribe to our show on iTunes and potentially give us a rating and that really helps us out when you do that. So uh, I want to thank our sponsor as well, our sponsor which was Trash Can Lasers. And next week we're watching Sailor Moon episode 24, we're back with Sailor Moon, and then we're watching Cyber 6 episode 2 and we're watching Moon Mesa episode 2. And that's about it, friends. I'll uh, see you on the flip. Catch you next week.